Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Another day, another episode. Another episode of Fat Talks by Tommy. Thank you for tuning in this Thursday. Thank you for always tuning in. Today, I want to talk about um, monetizing your gift. I'm talking about this because you guys know I am writing my second book. I'm almost done with that. And the whole process of putting it together has got me thinking about how I got on this journey and why it took me so long to get on this journey. Just generally thinking about monetizing my gift. And in this case, the gift would be the gift of storytelling or the gift of writing. And I'm wondering why I didn't do it earlier. And of course, wondering why other people who I know haven't even started this journey of monetizing their gifts. So that's what the title of today's podcast is. I've titled it 10 Reasons... 10 reasons why you aren't monetizing your gifts. 10 reasons why you are not monetizing your gifts. Hopefully, you will find your reason here. And it will get you to confront yourself. Confront your fears, maybe. Confront whatever it is that's holding you back from monetizing your gift. If that is something you think you should do or you would like to do. Uh, so let's get right into it. Number one, from talking to different people, one of the reasons that I have observed why people are not monetizing their gifts is because monetizing it is difficult. Giving it away for free is easier. And most people who aren't monetizing their gifts are giving it out for free, knowingly or knowingly. The thing I have realized about your gift is that it's not something you can stop doing. It's part of who you are. It's like breathing. So you are doing it already. You know, you are writing stories already. You are telling stories already. You are cooking good food already. You are baking already. You're already doing it. You're just not monetizing it. So you're giving tell for free. And that there is a level of satisfaction that comes from giving it out for free. That even comes from just doing it. So if you are already working your gift, kudos to you. If you are giving it out for free, kudos to you. Maybe it's time to take it to the next level and start monetizing it. But one of the reasons why you are not is because monetizing is hard. It's not easy. It's... Uh, 
It involves building platforms, not just products. It involves doing a lot more than just being gifted, you know, than just the talent and just the gift itself. There's so much more that goes into making it a sellable product, right? You are building platforms, you are pricing, you are packaging, you are building teams, you are considering costs, you are creating networks and um, getting into networks. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot irrespective of how big or how, how small you want to take this thing. Monetizing your gifts will involve you putting structures in place and doing a little bit more than just working your talent or your gift. But know this, you are already giving it out for free. That's why you think, um, you know, there's some level of of um, satisfaction that just comes from doing it. But the reason why you haven't taken it to the next level is because it is the more difficult and you have to, you have to come to the point where you are ready to do a bit more. You have to come to the point where it's not just about the talent. Talent is great. But when it comes to monetizing, I dare say it may be overrated because it is the platform that makes your gift accessible. It is the platform you create, the structures you create around your gift. That is what makes it accessible. That's what makes people able to buy it, right? So that that's it about that. So um, just... Embrace the fact that it's hard and get to work, you know. Number two, another reason why you're not monetizing your gift, and this one I hear a lot, is because you feel like you would rather give it out for free than sell. You feel like it's more noble to give it out for free. You are... You are considered benevolent, you're considered generous because you give it out for free. Your benevolence is holding you back. Now, you know what? I don't have a problem with somebody giving out their gifts for free if they are running a non-for-profit. And if you are not running a non-for-profit, it still involves investing money and still involves building platforms. So it's not necessarily the cheaper way out, right? There's absolutely no reason why you should be giving out your gift for free if you are complaining that you don't have money. Now, this is the part that gets me. You would rather beg for money, do a job you don't love for money, you know, be broke all the time, and yet give your gift away for free. Like you're always complaining that you don't have money, but you are fine cooking jollof rice for your friends and giving it out to them for free on their birthdays than starting a mini um, catering business where people can actually pay for the jollof rice. So if you are always broke or if you need more money or you need to expand, expand your income stream, you have no reason giving out your gifts for free. You need to monetize it. 
you know i remember once i was praying for more money right and i was saying to god that i need money i need money help me make money and he asked me at the time he said to me that i needed to stop praying that you know i needed to stop praying that because making money was up to me he had done his part he has given me the gifts he has given me the talents that i can monetize and earn a living what i can't do is give out my gifts for free and then come back to him asking for money he has given me what i need to make money right so your generosity your benevolence is not something you can afford you know what i mean unless you are at that point where you are already making so much money you feel like giving out some aspect of your gifts for free is part of your csr or you know it could even be something noble you're doing <clears throat> but if you're not yet at that level you need to monetize your gift so don't use your generosity as an excuse it's not noble you know a friend of mine a dear dear friend of mine she is really really good at interior design she's great at cooking she's one of those people who is multi-talented like super super multi-talented and one of her dreams is to do something for charity you know she's said this to me several times but then she's almost always you know um broke she leaves paycheck to paycheck always you know on a shoestring budget but she's so super talented and she, her dream is to run a charity you know and i said to her if you really want to help people and this is what generous people say all the time i just really want to help people i just really want to help people i want to touch the world with my gift i have a burden um to help people of a particular with a particular problem and i have the gift you know what i say to them is something I felt God said to me at some point when I started my own journey to monetizing my gifts was that the biggest and most effective platform to reach people right now on planet Earth is commerce. If you want to help somebody, if you want to give them access to your problem-solving talent or gift or solution, offer them the product to buy it is the language most of us still understand when it comes to accessing solutions if i have a headache for instance and i use this analogy all the time if i have a headache i think first about either buying um, paracetamol or depending on the extent of the headache possibly going to the hospital to see a doctor i think about these two first before I think of, you know, asking somebody to pray for me. Now, for some people, maybe asking someone to pray for you is your default, right? But for most people who have a slight headache, they just reach into their medicine cabinet and um, take paracetamol. If there's no underlying condition, you know, the Panadol will fix it straight up. The Panadol is a solution that has given us access, right? It's a solution that 
we have access to rather because it's for sale. If the only way I could get Panadol was by asking a friend to give it to me for free, Panadol will not have the kind of reach it has. If the only people that have access to my gifts are the people I can give it to for free, it will limit the number of people that have access to it, to the people I like, the people I know, the people who are within my circle, my network, my family, or my friends. Those are not a lot of people in the grand scheme. But the moment I build a platform, I put a price, and I make it accessible, everybody who can afford it can potentially get it. People can refer other people. People can buy it for other people. People can buy for themselves. People don't have to know me to buy this solution. And because of this reason, my gift is effective. It's touching the lives I want it to touch. So please, your benevolence is not doing us any favors. If your gift or your talent is something we need, then you have to put a price on it and let us buy it. You have to monetize your gift. It's the simple truth. Don't feel like you are being noble or generous because, you know, you've sold this lie that giving out for free is the way you want to go. No. No, we don't, we don't need you to give it out for free. We want to pay for it. If you decide to do some CSR, you know, and possibly donate some of your earnings to um, charity, that's fine, right? But except you are Elon Musk or, um, you know, some, a billionaire somewhere, you can't afford to give out your gifts for free without at least having some part of it available for um, the market, right? So that's number two. Number three, another reason why people um, give their gifts out for free is because they feel they don't have the skills to sell. I have a, a lot of people say to me that... I'm not good at selling, you know. I'm quite happy making this thing. But you see, that selling part is messy. I don't like it. I don't like selling. So people say, I don't like selling. And then when you ask them, what, what is it about selling you don't like? Or they say, you know what, I can't chase people for money. I don't like um, um, people owing me. You know, that's lower level thinking when it comes to sales, to sales right? Um, and now, this is not me insulting anybody. But... If you do it properly, then people don't owe you. The reason why people are owing you is still back to this, you're giving out for free mentality. You allow people to owe you. You shouldn't. You shouldn't allow people to owe you. You know what I mean? You know, so if you are, if that is your thing, if you say the reason why I'm not selling this thing, the reason why I'm not monetizing this gift, whatever the gift may be, is because I don't like selling. You need to know that selling can be taught. Now, some people are natural-born salesmen. They have the charm, the charisma, you know, the gift of the gap somehow, right? They're, they're good at selling. Other people are good at strategizing, you know. They are not 
the the customer facing people but they know how to build structures and and platforms that make it easy for people to buy on sell salesmen salesmanship whether it is the you know face to face salesmanship or whether it is building structures or platforms where people can buy or whether it's promoting um your gifts your talent so as to get more customers things have really changed you can hire a salesman you know you can outsource that aspect of your business you can learn selling everything can be learned because everything can be taught so you are holding yourself back because you are not genetically wired to sell however everybody is genetically wired to learn and there's always the option to outsource that aspect of your business find people who are good at doing what you are not good at good at and let them do that part of your business so if selling is your problem find other people you can find other people to to sell what you're doing by partnering with them by going into business with them you can put your products in somebody else's store whether it's a physical store or an online store you can hire a sales manager or a sales agency there are ways around it or you can learn if you can't afford to hire or outsource for whatever reason you can learn you can read books on selling you can take courses on selling and you can be patient with yourself and do it gradually i would say most of selling in first start is starts first with creating a solution that people want to pay for creating a solution that people need right i used the example of panadol earlier on i don't care who it was that put together the paracetamol if i have a headache i need a headache to go i'm just going to pick up panadol and pop it right i'm not going to ask questions about this person's religion or gift or where they went to school i'm not interested in all of that if you create a product that people need i would say that is 70% of the work done the remaining 30% involves getting that solution to them right so remember sell, selling can be outsourced selling can be hired selling can be learned everything can be learned because everything can be taught so don't hold yourself back because you think as a business owner you should be you know everything to your business that's not true if your own offering is the core talent that's fine then you are going to find a way to get all the other aspects of the business um done either by learning new skills or outsourcing them or even maybe a bit of both right okay number 4 the other reason why you have not monetized your gift is because you are intimidated you are intimidated and a lot of people are on this table even i am on this table you think the market is saturated 
You know, and there, there are two types of intimidation I want to talk here. The first one is you think the market is saturated, right? You think so many people are already doing this and doing it well. You don't see what you are bringing to the table or why anybody should buy from you instead of somebody else. You know, if you're in the business of fashion, if you are um, a coach, if you are an author, if you are almost any business, you are all, all, you are dealing with this already, thinking, why am I coming in here? There are already so many people doing this. And I'm going to share with you what um, God said to me when I confronted him with this excuse, you know. When I was going to write my first book, Fat Transfer from Western to Bottom Line, I remember thinking, what's another book on the topic, right? I don't consider myself a fitness expert. So what am I coming here to say? I'm a business owner, yes, but really, am I the greatest business owner of all time? What justifies me having a voice about this? Imposter syndrome is real. I was right in there. You know, and I felt God said to me, some people would never get the message until you speak it. Some people won't get it. And I think that's what business is all about. You know, that's what life is all about. Everybody is pretty much saying the same thing. But their interpretation, the style at which they deliver the message, is what connects you to the people you are called to serve. If I use a very simple example, for instance, if you say to a Spanish man, hello, hi, right? Or, you know, you say to a Yoruba man, hello, hi, a Yoruba man who doesn't speak English, you know, you could say hello, 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 and he doesn't have, understand a word of English, and he's just pretty much just looking at you and wondering what are you talking about. You know, you're greeting him, you're saying hello. You're trying to make conversation. He doesn't get it. What you're saying is valid. What you're saying is great. Your message is fantastic. But he doesn't get it. He's looking at you blindly and wondering, what's she talking about? But the moment you say, ah, a castle, and if you're Yoruba, you know that means good afternoon. You know, if you're Yoruba, that means what would you like to eat today? Ah, you know, which means everything going well. Immediately their eyes light up because they hear you. They get you. They get what you're saying. Immediately you hear someone speaking your language. There is a connection because you can understand what they're saying and it can now minister to you. It's the same thing with your gift. So many people are saying the same thing. But the people who you are called to serve will only understand it from your point of view. And there are so many people in the world. There are as many people in the world as there are perspectives. You know, in the business of fashion where I'm in, you know, my business exclamations, we make simple pieces that are quirky, that are easy to wear, that are classic. You know, we don't do um, over-the-top design. Even our signature pieces are simple but quirky. 
the people who buy from us get this. It's not as if there are no other brands making clothes and making clothes well. But the people who get our message, who identify with our perspective, they come to us. They don't even need to know me to come to us. They come to us because we speak their language, they understand our language, and they are attracted to us because of that connection. There are people who are waiting for you to show up. And your own unique point of view is what they will that what will finally click for them, right? And get them to buy from and get them um to use that product, right? Some people will not ever braid their hair unless you are the one doing the braiding. Because there's something about the way you do it that they get. You know, some people won't wear costume, costume jewelry until you start designing them. Because it's your per- point of view, your perspective that is missing in the marketplace. So there's no such thing. I always say this, you know, there's no sub- such thing as a saturated market. No such thing. There's always room in the market for excellence. There's always room in the market for solution. There's always room in the market for convenience. If you're doing it well, there is a market for it, right? So that is a reason I know a lot of us um, you know, are intimidated, right? We feel the market is saturated. So what's one more, right? The other thing is imposter syndrome, you know, like I mentioned before. It's not so much that you think the market is over oversaturated. It's that you just think you're not good enough. You just think you can't do it. Yes, you know you have the gift and the talent, but you think you can't do it. One of the ways you can deal with imposter syndrome, and I'm going to just touch on a few here before we round up. This, this would have to be a two-part series. Um. One of the things I find about imposter syndrome is that it makes you stuck. It gets you stuck. You can't move. You are in your own head. You are in your own way. You're saying to yourself, you can't, you're not good enough. Um, there are other people who you know, and this one, this was my thing. There are other people who you know, who you feel are more qualified to do what you're doing, who you consider more gifted but they are not doing it. So you feel, if this person is not doing it, why should I? You know what I'm saying? If this person is not doing it, why should I? This person is clearly better, more skilled, more sophisticated, well-read, better traveled, more exposed, more educated, more beautiful, more put together, has a bigger network, more popular. They are more of everything, but they are not doing it. And you're saying, if they are not doing it, or, and this, this is even worse, if they are doing it and not doing it successfully, either one of them, you feel that has disqualified you. First of all, there are a million and one reasons why the other person is not doing it. And none of those reasons have anything to do with you. Second of all, they are not you. So their business is their business. Third of all, you don't even know 
what their personal circumstances. So why are you putting that on you like you don't have enough problems? What I say to people who are dealing with imposter syndrome, and this is everybody, you know, is celebrate movement. You know, you have the goal, but if you see your life in increments of movement, you know, then you can pat yourself on the back once in a while and grow your confidence. So one of the things um, that imposter syndrome sometimes thrives on is incompetence. You know, yes, you have this raw talent or this raw gift, but you haven't developed it, right? So get an education, take a course that will build your confidence. The more confidence you, you have, the less the imposter syndrome's effect on you, right? So the ways you can build your confidence is by taking a, a course, getting trained, but getting skilled, getting mentored. You know, that helps. Another way you can handle um, imposter syndrome and um, build your confidence is starting small. You know, start small. Do the business and offer it to people for reviews and no money. Get feedback. I find that the more positive feedback you get, the more confident you become and the more emboldened you are to put value on that product or that gift or that service or that talent, right? You know, talk to people, not just anybody. Talk to people who are your cheerleaders, people who believe in you. We all need hype men. It helps, you know. We're sometimes having a conversation with somebody who believes in you is a difference, between doing it and not doing it. You know, some people just have a good way of pointing out your 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 highlights, your great um, attributes and saying, you did this, you did this. So find those people, right, and talk to them. Another thing you can do is listen or read other people's stories. Autobiographies are great, you know. And you find that you see yourself in their struggles. And this allows you to give yourself permission to do what you need to do, you know. So if, if you see yourself in somebody and this person was able to go ahead and achieve, then somehow that's a moral boost for you, validation for you to take the next step. And really, it's all about the next step. Forget about the goal of building the biggest you know, whatever it is you want to do in the world. Start first by taking the first step towards it, even if that first step just involves um, registering a business name. Like, let's just start with that. It won't cost you a lot of money, and it will be progress, right? That's it for today. That's it for today. We've gone a bit over today. I said 10 reasons. I think we touched on four or maybe five. Um, so this will be a two-part series. We will um, conclude the second part in the next episode. So remember, remember what I said at the beginning. Um, if you really need money, you need to consider monetizing your gift. And for some people, it's not even just about the money. Than it is about just touching the world with your talent and touching people with your talent. And offering a solution that you know that people need, right? So you are, you are obligated, really, um, to put yourself out there so that the world can have access to the solutions God has given to you.
Anyway, that's it. That's it for me for today. Um, I really do hope you enjoyed this. Please share this with your network. Share with people you feel need to hear this. Share with people who are struggling with imposter syndrome, people who are being intimidated, people who need money, people who need to start monetizing their gifts. Share this with them um, and share your journey to monetizing your talents and the gifts with me as well. You can share that by leaving a voice note on this app or you can send me an email. Send an email to tomi at tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. I leave to hear from you. Right. Um, and let me know how these episodes have resonated, how they have helped. And let me know how um, you started your own monetization journey as well. That's it for me for today. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bad Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.